What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As Louisville basketball began its third conference matchup of the 2022-23 season at NC State on Thursday night, the weather back home in Louisville was about what one would expect around Christmas week, at least of recent. Moderate temperatures, mostly cloudy sky, just another December day. When the Cards began the first half, I'd consider the play on the floor to be just a bit better than what we've come to expect. The Cards coughed up silly turnovers, they missed easy shots, as we've become accustomed to seeing, but they were battling, crashing the boards on both ends of the floor, taking advantage of mismatches, looking sharp, aware, at the very least competent. Just as NC State hit a triple to go up three points in its, on its final possession of the first half, the weather began to take a turn for the worse. A cold front rolled in, bringing a wall of freezing temperatures, high winds, sleet, and eventually snow. By the time the second half began, snow was quickly accumulating while the wind whipped up a frenzy of blinding flakes, lowering the visibility significantly and forcing anyone with plans on this Thursday night to perhaps rethink that idea. While I live for canceled plans and cuddling with my 14-month-old dog Jack by the fire as the snow falls outside, what was beginning to transpire on my television was a narrative all too familiar for Louisville fans in 2022, and it's certainly not the kind of narrative that you're going to find on the Hallmark Channel. Just as the weather took a turn for the worse, a cold front on both ends of the floor for the cards led to a flurry of NC State threes and momentum-shifting hustle plays completely knocking the wind out of Louisville's chances. By the time Kenny Page could call a timeout, a tied 33-33 ball game had ballooned to a 50-33 NC State lead. A lull like this is almost expected from fans 13 games into the season, right? Inexplicable turnovers coupled with even more inexplicable defensive confusion, and before the team can even catch its breath, the opponent has reeled off a barrage of open looks. The opposing crowd and bench are in a frenzy, and every player on the court in red and white looks dazed and confused. Louisville battled back, of course, and for that I give the staff and players a tremendous amount of credit. However, that quick 17-0 run in the early minutes of the second half was ultimately way too much to overcome. The cards began the half with, with five turnovers to only three shot attempts, a stat that is simply damning because of just how unsurprising it is. 
So what do we take away from this game, and what lessons can be learned from a loss that saw the cards show flashes of actually somewhat competent stuff? Let's go to the final stat sheet. The first thing that I want to talk about uh, is, is Louisville's core group of players, again, kind of came and, and, and brought to the table exactly what what we've kind of come to expect. L. Ellis, Sidney Curry, who has really come on of late, and then Brandon Huntley-Hatfield and Mike James. I mean, those are your core group of players. And Jalen Weathers, if, if he stays out of foul trouble, if he can uh, kind of you know stay, start off on the right track, typically uh, is able to, to chip in as well. But you have Mike James with 10 points tonight, which is excellent for him. L. Ellis with 15 points. Brandon Huntley-Hatfield with 12. And then Sidney Curry leading all scorers with 16. Now, when you look across this rotation, I think that's one thing that I really took an issue with tonight. And, you know, maybe Kenny Payne uh, will listen and he has some sort of explanation uh, for, for why exactly that was. Why why the, the roster, the rotation was just kind of out of kilter tonight. There was a really good stretch in the first half, and I will give both the players and the staff uh, tremendous credit for this. Uh, Hersey Miller came in for L. Ellis uh, during a crucial run, and Louisville actually won that run. I believe it actually ended up being 10-7. to So you had L. Ellis sit for an entire segment. Hersey Miller comes in, uh, does a great job. He finished the game with five points, two for two from the field, um, in six minutes, and five of those six minutes came in the first half. So that was really interesting to see. Um, but then you had Zan Payne come in, and it's just shocking still at this point to see Zan Payne come in and play the same amount of minutes as Fabio Basili. We didn't see Fabio Basili enter the game until the under-four timeout in the second half. And that is, again, just baffling. Um, Louisville desperately needs guys who can initiate offense. I get that he can be a defensive liability from time to time, but at least Fabio, we know, is going to try and hustle on every single play. I'm not so sure you can say the same of every other player on this roster. So it's a bit frustrating at this point to see a guy who's actually really giving it giving it his all just not find his way onto the court. Again, there could be disciplinary issues, that sort of thing, but ultimately... I would really like to see Fabio get more time. And, and even, you know, I, I've thrown out the notion that I believe that he could even be a starter. Just something to really kickstart this team. Now, when you look across the board, Louisville did cover tonight for the second time this season. Um, so that's, you know, for for our, our betting guys, I know that we had kind of a segment essentially to start the season that was like, you know, we're fading Louisville, we're fading Louisville. I didn't feel comfortable tonight with that 18-point line. That was... I felt way too much for an NC State team that has not shown that it's it's, it's capable of, of taking care of business against you know higher level teams. Ultimately, that that kind of came to fruition. Uh, I, I thought that part of that was because of the way that Louisville played. I thought that Louisville came in and played at least you know confident, uh, which is something that we can't, can't always say this season. You know, they looked confident. They looked like they were competent. Um, but it was just, again, that three-minute run kind of in the beginning of the second half that just absolutely took the wind out of the sails. Props to them for fighting back. Uh, and we'll get into kind of how they finished the game here in a second. Now, Louisville did finish with 10 bench points. They finished with 38 points in the paint, which is really solid. So more than half of their points came uh, in the paint, which is great. 10 fast break points, which is which is huge. I, I can't imagine that, that they've seen a higher number this year except for maybe Western Kentucky. Would have to go back and look. 17 for 25 on layups is not the best. But they did they did finish 
leading the game for eight minutes and 54 seconds, which again, it's not, you know, we're, we're trying to find any sort of positives this season. The fact that they led for almost nine minutes in the first half was, was great to see the negatives, uh, 0.985 points per possession. Not good. This is a very high possession game. Obviously Louisville still finished with 64 points, but uh, less than a point per possession is never acceptable. Uh, and then turnover percentage, 26.2%. That is that, that is very, very troublesome, especially because NC State, yes, did make Louisville very uncomfortable in the backcourt. I will absolutely give them that. Uh, but, but a lot of it was just unforced errors. Uh, I think Mike James tonight uh, had three turnovers, and each one of them was more perplexing than the last, where he's simply just dribbling and the ball slips out of his hands. We've seen this happen with L. Ellis. We've seen it happen with Brandon Huntley Hatfield. And the three of those guys finished with three, four, and three turnovers, respectively. Jalen Weathers finished with three turnovers uh, and only finished with one point uh, in 17 minutes of action. Not necessarily surprising to see him disappearing, but I think if you had one more piece like that, you, you could you, you could see this game finishing even closer. Uh, and then Kamari Lands, again, finishes with three turnovers. You have a lot of guys who are your, are your primary ball handlers who do not do a good job of, of holding on to the ball. And again, you know, you have in very, very limited minutes, we had Fabio with zero turnovers, uh, JJ Trainer with zero turnovers, Hersey Miller with zero turnovers, uh, Zan Payne with zero turnovers. Again, these are guys that played limited minutes, so it's a bit more understandable, but they're guys that when they come in, they're serviceable and, and they they do what's asked of them, right? They they ultimately are, are able to, to be more than competent handling the ball. The, the point that I would harp on is that I truly believe that L. Ellis is, is more of a two. I think that Fabio Basili and Hersey Miller are more natural point guards. And so to me, it just makes sense that if L. Ellis is your best player, I get that you want to have the ball in his hands, but there are so many just, just you know, the, the shot selection is not good. The, the passing ability is, I would say, below average for this level of, of Division One basketball. Um, and so he finished two for nine tonight from the field. He was one for two from three, and he was 10 for 11 from the free throw line. However, um, again, you, you have to have more production out of uh, out of your uh, essentially a pure scorer in L. Ellis. And to me, that screams that you need to have Fabio Basile, uh, Hersey Miller, somebody else kind of being more of a primary ball handler and distributor. Tonight, Louisville only finished with four assists. And again, that goes back to you had guys outside of L. Ellis that can distribute the ball that simply did not play much tonight. Um, so that's what I go back to. And then finally, the, the the thing that really, really frustrated me tonight was the way that Louisville finished the game. I, I, I like that they were intentional with the way that they finished the game. Like, I like that aspect of it. Uh, they came down the floor, they set up their offense, and they kind of took advantage of of some foul trouble that NC State had in the low post. However, Louisville was down by double digits at that point, and it's kind of frightening and, and frankly, very frustrating that they didn't play to win. Uh, They only attempted eight three-point field goals all night. They made four of them. It's it's very obvious, number one, that Louisville has has made an effort to try to score more on the fast break, try to create more outlet passes, try to to create, you know, different opportunities that aren't in the in the half court because they've struggled so much to do that. Um, however, you know, when you're down 10, 12, 14, 16 points and, you know, you basically have one segment left and, you know, you're taking 
eight to ten seconds to get the ball over half court line. Then you're setting up a play. Then you're dumping it off down low. Yes, Louisville was scoring, but by the same token, you have to wonder how much NC State was like, all right, you guys are going to trade twos for twos. Let's go. Uh, and that's ultimately what happened. Uh, NC State would then come down and hold the ball or, you know, get get into a set and, and score or get fouled, you know, with, with less than five seconds on the clock. So they're bleeding the clock and they're still getting fouls and you're, you're, the barbs are exchanging your twos for twos instead of trading threes for twos or, or stringing together a, a series of, of positive plays. So, yes, it was very good to see that Louisville was finally making a concerted effort to get to Sidney Curry, to get to Roosevelt Wheeler, to get to J.J. Trainer, to get to some of their bigs. You know, Brandon Huntley-Hatfield had a good game tonight, 5 for 8 from the field, 12 points. Uh, so, again, it, it's, it's good to see that happening, but I would have liked to see that happen a lot earlier in the game. Uh, so that, again... Extremely frustrating, extremely frustrating to see. Not a whole not a whole lot else to get into tonight. Again, I think the, the positives that you take away, again, is, is getting into some of those sets. Um, it does look like they were confident and, and at least somewhat competent tonight. So that is, that is a positive to take away. However, a lot of it was much too little too late. And, and, the, and then finally, you know, just, just not quitting on themselves. I think, again, is very important. Um, you know, I, I think it might psychologically almost be easier to do on the road. Uh, I just think that because when you're at home and you're down 15 points to, uh, you know, an NC State or a Miami or something like that, it's a lot easier to quit on yourself because, you know, you can see the fans leaving. You can see, you can feel the energy in the arena changing. So it might be a little bit easier on the road where you just come in and you just expect uh, ver- adversity. You expect adversity when you go out on the road. So, we have seen Louisville start off, you know, decently against against some teams on the road or at least at neutral site games. So that is one thing to, to, to take into consideration is when they're on the road, backs up against the wall, at least they're fighting. Uh, at least they're actually getting in the sets and they're not just like jacking things up. So that's a positive to take away from this game. But again, you know, it, it still is very frustrating that these are the conversations that we just continue to have to have. After every single game, we have to continue to have these conversations about, you know, oh, well, they were only down 17 or, you know, they covered an 18-point spread. Like, I'm growing very weary of that and and would like to have more conversations like we had after Western Kentucky where it was, you know, much more high energy and much more positive. And that's what we're hoping for going forward. But Louisville has a little bit of a break. And then after Christmas, some big opponents coming up. Conference play the rest of the way except for Kentucky on New Year's Eve. Um, so that will be interesting. We will be back next week uh, to cover all of that. I believe Alan Thomas will be joining me. And then we got the big one against Kentucky. Not really looking forward to that one, but it's kind of one of those. We're going to have to sit there and take our lumps and, and appreciate where we are in this situation now so that you know we can truly take in the moment when, when we're finally back to where we need to be uh, in years to come. So uh, until next time, starting 502 Podcast, Presley Meyer. It's been really fun, guys, and uh, can't wait to do it again next week. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.